Welcome to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm glad you've tuned in. We're going to talk today about jobs and the job market. Depending on who you ask, the slowing job market is a sure sign that a recession is looming. U.S. businesses have warned over the past year that the effects of tariffs would ripple into the labor market. However, according to new data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the economy and job market may be strengthening based on the number of people who voluntarily left their jobs this summer. But whichever way you cut it, one thing we can all get behind is that the job market itself is largely happening on our computers these days. And sometimes it can feel like your thoughtfully completed application is going out into the online ether and never even being read by a human being. And you know what? You're probably right. With algorithms built into most online job prospects, if you don't have every text in every field and certain keywords, there's a pretty big chance your application is discarded before anyone can even see it. Joining us now to talk about the dismal world of online job applications is longtime career expert and founder of Work IT Daily, J.T. O'Donnell. J.T., welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me, Stephen. Sure. Also, uh, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call and tell us if you've applied for a job online and whether you heard back when you applied for that job. Are you an employer and how do you feel about online applicants and has the rise in popularity of applicant tracking systems made your life easier or harder in some ways? Also, give us a sense of what your experience is right now in the job market. Do you feel it tightening? Do you feel like there are fewer prospects out there if you don't have a job? Are you holding on to a job a little more tightly because you're worried about a coming recession and a reduction in jobs? As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. And we'll try to work you into the conversation. Uh, JT, I want to start with you talking about the rise of online job applications and applicant tracking systems. Definitely. Right. So uh, there are so many technologies out there. In the beginning, there were very few companies that were using what's called ATS. And we jokingly call them applicant tossing systems because that's what they're designed to do. But now there are so many technologies, virtually any company of any size can use one and are learning to use them. And in some ways, it makes their life easier because they are getting hundreds, sometimes thousands of applications for jobs, and that wasn't the case, you know, even as early as five, ten years ago. But nowadays, everyone understands, like you said in the intro, it's done online. And so companies will post a job today, and within 24 to 48 hours have over 100 applicants. My company just posted a couple jobs last week. That was absolutely the case. And so for a recruiter or even a hiring manager who's not really trained to look at resumes, they're looking for a tool like this to help them sort it out and weed out the candidates because it's just not manageable. If you think about it, even if we gave every applicant five minutes, you know, to look at their their, um, resume more thoroughly, which is what we would all dream of, think about the man hours and the the woman hours that would go into that. Mm. It's too much. And so you need these applicant tracking systems, but this is where it gets complex because less than 3% of the people that apply now online ever get seen or heard by the employer. So for everyone out there listening, think about that. You'd need to apply to 100 jobs in order to hear from three. That's pretty labor intensive, especially with some of these applicant tracking systems having questionnaires that 
can take anywhere from 10 minutes to 45 minutes to complete. Uh, so it's really uh, become a bit of a dysfunctional situation. And in spite of the fact that we think it's supposed to be easier and faster and cheaper, it's created a whole new set of complexities. Well, and it asks something very different of job applicants. I mean, it, it, it changes, I guess, the context in which people make decisions about how to apply for jobs. Now, I, I tend to think of these things in generational terms, right, that each generation of workers uh, is greeted by something maybe different in the market that didn't exist before. I can't imagine, though, that uh, this – I can't imagine this being your kind of sort of baptism in the world of job seeking, this idea, as you point out, that you need to apply for a hundred jobs just to get uh, in the door to talk about three. Um, how does that how does that affect the people who are coming out of college right now, or people who are graduating from high school and going into the into the workforce? I am so glad you said that because I would never recommend people apply to 100 jobs. In fact, I'll tell you the majority of job seekers that come to work at Daily uh, will tell us about this journey, which is in the beginning, they're very selective. So they spend a lot of hours looking and reading and deciding, is that a place I'd want to work at? And then they fill out the applications and they hear nothing. So now their confidence starts to um, erode a bit. And so then they go into what we call phase two, which is the spray and pray method. And that's where I'm just going to apply to everything at this point. I'm not going to put a lot of thought and energy into the cover letter or anything. I'm just going to get it out there and maybe increase my odds. They still don't hear anything. And the companies that do contact them are not the ones they really wanted to work for in the first place. And then that leads them to stage three, which is just paralysis. A whole, what am I doing wrong? What's wrong with me? Clearly, I've tried every avenue and I'm not getting responses, so it must be me as a professional. And, you know, that's usually when they find us and we're able to show them it has absolutely nothing to do with you. It was the technology. What you have to do is learn how to engage with these platforms differently in order to get different and better results. So, so when I was younger and out looking for jobs, uh, the things that, that people talk to me about all the time we're networking, uh, that, that knowing people who work at places, knowing people who employ people at places was a big part of the process. It seems, though, with this online process, that kind of gets eliminated. It's more anonymous and more distant. Is that, an, is that a, a, a proper way to see one, the, the way things have changed? It's so funny. That's how we perceive it, but it's not the case at all. Studies show over 80% of all jobs today are gotten via referral. So it really is true. In fact, we always say your network is your net worth today. Every job's temporary. Situations are always changing. In order to stay employed over the, over the course of a lifetime, you're going to have to have a really robust network that you can tap into multiple times, and they're going to need to be able to tap into you. So that has not gone away at all. But I think to your point, what a lot of people don't understand is how to do that networking online. And so, you know, we have tools like LinkedIn who has disrupted the market and created this place for us all to go and find each other. But I'm not finding a lot of people who have figured out the proper strategy for leveraging a tool like that in order to create these meaningful relationships that can help them with job search. Hmm. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guest is J.T. O'Donnell, a longtime career expert and founder and CEO of Work It Daily. Uh, we're talking about the job market and how it's being changed by the presence, the big presence, of online applications and applicant tracking systems. So often now, uh, you are submitting your resume online, and you have no idea 
who's receiving that resume or reviewing it. And oftentimes there are tracking systems that are weeding people out for things that maybe they're not even aware of uh, in the process. This is, of course, changing the job market and changing the way we think about how we get jobs. We would love to hear from you. Tell us what you are experiencing in the job market right now. Have you applied for a job online? Did you even hear back from the person or the place that you applied for the job with? Uh, Did you feel like maybe somebody never even looked at your job application and perhaps a computer eliminated you from the process? Uh, Are you an employer who uses online applications as a way to widen the field of people who can apply and to make it easier to narrow down the applicants to the people you might want to hire. As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll try to work you into the conversation. Also, give us a call and tell us what you're thinking about the job market right now as we seem to run up on what people expect will be a slowdown in the economy, which may mean fewer jobs, fewer opportunities for people. Uh, Are you experiencing that already? Are you worried about keeping the job you have because you think in just a few months, perhaps, uh, there may be fewer jobs out there. Um, uh, JT, I want to talk about this, uh, the idea that uh, in some cases, applying for jobs online uh, puts you at risk of applying for bogus jobs. But then also, uh, you apply for a job online and all of a sudden, you're getting all this spam in your email. Um, how How do you sort of grapple with all of those things? I know, I know. You really have to be careful about where you apply online, and we tell people to do their homework because you can. You can get on the Internet and take a look. Unfortunately, there are some organizations at the moment you opt in and apply online. They're using that as an opportunity to fill your feed with other job opportunities, offers, things like that, and it can be frustrating. So you want to do your homework, and I will tell you that a lot of times you'll find there are some of the more predominant uh, platforms that are well-known that are more careful with that. Um, you can make sure as you're going through applying, read the fine print. You know, If it says that we're okay to send you occasional offers, make sure you uncheck that box. They actually leave those automatically checked, so uncheck that if you don't want all that spam. But also take a close look and see, do they have um, the job posted directly on their own website? So just because you saw it on you know, a, a board like Indeed or LinkedIn or Glassdoor, it doesn't mean that they might not have it on their actual website. It's always worth checking out and applying directly there if you're concerned about getting that kind of information in your inbox beyond the application itself. Hmm. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's start with Mary Beth in Goodrich. Mary Beth, welcome to the program. Yes, good morning. Hey, how are you? Good, and yourself? Yeah, good. Go ahead. Um, no, I just wanted to say that, um, you know, this is by far the norm. And um, as your previous caller had said, uh, you know, it it can be that there is multiple postings um, on both things like Indeed and whatnot, as well as the company's website itself. But even when it's the company's website, um, it is completely automated. Hmm. And uh, I'm sure, you know, there's human beings reviewing it uh, in the end, but um, 
it, it is certainly the norm. This, is, it, this isn't even new anymore. This is just how it is across yeah. the board. So, Mary Beth, tell us about your experience with, with this. Has this affected the way you look for jobs? Has it affected the way you've gotten jobs already? Um, well, I mean, I, I think it's a much easier way to job search um, when, when everything is compiled all in one place and you can narrow down your parameters and your filters and whatnot to be something more like what you're looking for. Um, but at the same time, you know that there's that many more applicants doing the same thing. So the competition for these these positions are, you know, is greater. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, again, just pros and cons to both. Yeah. Uh, Mary Beth, I appreciate the call uh, and the comments. J.T. O'Donnell, uh, talk about the, competi- the competition angle here. Uh, you are competing with oh, definitely. far more people. Uh, if you're applying online, then uh, you might if uh, you were doing it the old-fashioned way. Absolutely. So what's happened as a result is that recruiters will skim, and if you pass the skim test, they'll then take a deeper dive at your profile. So understanding that means they're not looking to screen you in. They're looking to screen you out. As they go through it, if there's anything on there that's missing uh, in their core requirements that they asked for, you're going to be put in the maybe or the no pile. So one of the challenges you have is that you need to be 90% to 100% an exact match for the organization. So that really penalizes people that are underqualified and overqualified, right? If you have a lot of experience and they open up your profile and they look at it, they say the immediate bias is that you're going to be bored here, that you're not going to want to stay here a long time. So these kinds of applicant tracking systems are only ideal for the person that's a perfect match. Hmm. Uh, Let's go to Marissa. In Pleasant Ridge. Marissa, what's on your mind? Hi, yes. Hey. I'm interested in um, hearing your guest speak about ageism and algorithms. Mm. I'm in my early 60s. Yeah. I have a professional background. I have a college degree. Uh, I've been out of the workforce for a few years and three years. Hundreds and hundreds of jobs I've applied to. Heard from very few. Had some very good interviews. Even using a uh, network. I'm well connected in Detroit area. Nothing, absolutely nothing, zero. And when I ask for feedback, I get uh, nothing to the other person uh, interviewed uh, better. Uh, Just, you know, what I consider um, made up or bogus. I actually had one uh, young um, HR person kind of give me the nod that, yeah, I was uh, just too old. Wow. Marissa, so I'm really take, sorry about that. Off. Yeah, sure. I'm really sorry about that experience. Uh, J.T. O'Donnell, uh, ageism is not new uh, in the in the world of jobs and job applicants, but uh, is there a new dimension that online job applications kind of add to old biases? Yeah, so... Absolutely. And I agree. I'm so sorry you're dealing with this frustration. I, I deal with people, literally thousands of people every day that are dealing with this problem. Um, the folks that are over 40 are dealing with what I call experience discrimination because that's what it really is online. They're looking at your experience. They're looking how many years you've been in the market and you immediately get what I call a wisdom tax or an experience tax. And by that, I mean, they're saying, well, if you knew you've had all these years in the workplace, you should know what your expertise is. You should know what your specialty is. Um, why are you having to look for a job now? So right away, more experienced people get penalized for having to look for work. And so they're going to be harder on you looking for, okay, what, you know, were there a lot of job changes? What was the reason why? Is there a gap? And that's really what's happening. And I will say, unfortunately, if you've been out of work over six months, 
immediately recruiters are starting to flag you. They, it's just study after study shows that people that are currently employed have an easier time getting jobs than people that aren't employed. So it does hurt you. I, I wish I had better news. The online is not the place for someone with your skills and abilities. It's exciting to hear that you've been tapping into your network. The one thing I will tell you that I hear when more seasoned professionals go out and start to network is what they don't realize is how they're coming across in interviews. Hmm. And by that, I mean, they are trying to present themselves as Jack or Jill's of all trades. They want, they're very excited about showing, look, I have all these years of experience. Here's what I know. What they don't understand is on the receiving end, what they're seeing is somebody who is um, very set in their ways, feels like they know it all and is going to be difficult to coach and train and get to have what we call intellectual humility. This is a big topic in the HR world right now. We have a lot of seasoned professionals that we would say um, intellectually are acting superior, and they don't even realize it. And the younger generation, right, the millennials that are now all in these positions of hiring are the ones that got ripped to shreds for being told they were lazy, they were entitled, and so now they're sitting there with bias. They don't even realize it, but they've got bias at seasoned workers and the moment they say something that even remotely sounds like intellectual superiority, boom, you're not getting the job. So um, my advice is to get some coaching uh, around interview and how to change your answers in interviews mm. to show more of this intellectual humility, still maintaining who you are, but a change in approach will get you a much better result. Wow. Uh, Marissa, again, thanks for the call uh, and the shared experience, and we wish you luck. Uh, going out and and trying to find work. Let's go to uh, Maria in Farmington Hills. Maria, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you, and uh-huh. good morning. Hi. Um, I have a I have a comment and a question. So my comment is, my husband went back to school to get his master's as a physician assistant, which is uh, said to be the one of the greatest careers choices of today and the future. Um, and he graduated in December. And it took eight months for him to land the job that he wanted. Mm. Um, and I guess that was my comment. And my question is really is uh, he, well, in link to the comment, he went through LinkedIn. He went through all the hospitals, to clinics, to all these different resources. And it was frustrating, even for a job outlook or a career outlook that is so much in demand. It still took him mm. a lot longer than we had hoped for and predicted for him to land a position. Mm. And my question is um, something that I used to do. I'm not that old, but I used to go and drop off my resume, and that's how I was successful. I'm in retail. Um, It seems like a faux pas for him being in medicine to walk up into a clinic or a hospital and hand him a resume. And I don't even think that's allowed. So I'm just wondering for someone like him or someone in that position within medicine that isn't a career that is very much in demand. It still is. It is still stressful and a struggle to land the position and the yeah. job that you want. So, yeah. how would he have gone about differently? Great, uh, great question, Maria. Uh, and thanks, thanks for the call, uh, JT. That sounds like quite the dilemma uh, that they're facing there. It is. You know, this online world has made it inappropriate for you to drop off a resume in person or to call out of the blue. That's what's happened. So. Right. Um, people have to go through the online channels initially. My advice would be to think about playing, we call it um, informational interview bingo. And that is uh, identify 20 people who are doing the job that you want to be doing or something similar, or they're working at a company that's on your bucket list and, 
network with your friends and family to get an introduction. You're not asking for a job. What you're asking is a cup of coffee or a short phone call to understand what they think it takes to get hired into that role, what they think it takes to get into that company, what was their experience. You're really interviewing them about their career and gaining that information. You do that 20 times, you are going to very clearly see the patterns. But more importantly, out of those 20 people, you're going to make some connections. People are going to really identify with you. You're going to bond. And those are the individuals that when a job then opens up at their company or the organization and you say, hey, um, would you recommend me? They would. So we have to create networks. And again, this is what's happened. We've become lazy and we didn't even know it. We still have to do the legwork of networking and informational interviewing and, and playing that bingo game with yourself is one of the best ways to do it. Okay. JT O'Donnell, longtime career expert and founder and CEO of Work It Daily. Thanks very much for being here with us on Detroit Today. Thank you for having me. It was great. Yes. All right, coming up on the 70th, 70th anniversary celebration of WDET, we're going to talk with former news director Frank Joyce about his time at the station in the early 1980s. Stay with us on Detroit Today. 